I think it also depends on the trail because I would be more comfortable, you know, with people in the back seat if we we're hitting forest roads or just kind of maybe we're going out to like a, a lookout or something like that, just taking the family out for a, an easy jaunt versus say hitting a level four, level five trail, whatever your double backflip diamond, like Chuck likes to say. Hi, I'm Tony, and this is our Roundtable episode. Roundtable, like, you know, Knights of the Roundtable. And you can join. We record the Roundtable episode every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. To get the meeting invite information, subscribe to our newsletter at jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Wimby. There will be body damage. Chuck. I like making people laugh. That's It's good for my soul. Chuck. Yeah, I don't think so. And I think that's a huge deal. So sit back. Strap in. And brace yourself. So I wonder uh, if the, uh, the, the person's going to be messing us up is, is waiting for the show to start. So I'm unmuting the button. So now all you Zoom people, you knights of the Zoom roundtable are live. So uh, let's, let's see what happens. Uh, the moderators, keep your fingers ready. <laughs> that's, that's the gayest name ever. I'm just going to say that right now. Like, that's terrible, man. <laughs> so uh, you guys know the the, the rules here the, uh, the somewhat rules is that uh, please uh, to identify yourself for the uh, the listeners please uh, use your uh, your first name and your general location uh, whenever you're first speaking so um, we got uh, four questions to go over tonight and uh, we got uh, about 14 people here so far uh, great turnout I appreciate you guys being here with us and if you're new to the roundtable uh, welcome and uh, I did put put it out on uh, on uh, Twitter, uh, so Elon may show up. You never know. Doug, you, did you call Elon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I called E. I said, "Hey, you're going to be there," and he said, "Yes, absolutely." Man, I just don't know if his, you're on a first initial name. <laughs> yeah, I know if his uh, if his internet's going to work for him. The that's He's the issue. Fire up the Starlink and get on in there. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yee, just get your internet going, man. It'll be fine. He's got special access. He knows the owner. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right. So uh, you know how it works. If uh, if you're new to the roundtable, maybe you don't know how it works. Basically, uh, we have one of two episodes, kind of episodes or formats, I guess you'd say, cause I should say. We have one, which is just question and answer. And then on occasion, we have uh, guests that we uh, can question and answer them. Uh, we don't make them answer uh, just generic questions. We take answers from the Zoom, uh, the Zoom people. All right. So our first question tonight is: How many people in the Jeep can you safe, safely take off road? And I'm, I'm talking about like center of gravity, uh, bump stops. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the whole, whole nine yards. And, and off road, I guess it would be pretty much the um, I don't know necessarily rock crawling or you know anything that's off camber. Uh, just a generic how many people can you load up um, in your yeah. jeep so would that be before or after breakfast are you being really specific tony within the jeep or is out of the jeep all right too uh well you know i guess out of the jeep would be fine and if the top was off i guess you could uh, actually say they were out of the jeep can you ride on the fenders deported by the wheel of course <laughs> hey, Larry's seen it. We uh, ride on the rock rails and hang on when we shoot film. 
yeah when we're out on the trail i was looking at a video uh earlier like uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago where you were riding the back of guys uh, yj yep Jeep Talk Show does not abdicate such behavior. Yes, we do. One hundred percent, we do. Yes, because I was looking at Bob from my front end, and he was looking at my, me from his rear end. And we we don't need to hear this story. This is a it's kind of a family <laughs> channel. Hey, remember what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, perfect. guys. What happens in Vegas stays no, in Vegas. No, this is way before Vegas. At Vegas afterwards was even better. Chuck, are you saying that I uh, look out of my ass at things? Is that what you're saying? Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. So I can say with mine, I can take two people because I only have two seats in mine. Counting you. Counting me. The back yeah. seat's gone. I put in a toughy deck. Yeah, this is Tony from Michigan. I'm right there with Bob. I deleted the bit the back seat my xj and even the jk we never put the back seats up it's just easier for the dogs well this is chuck out of kansas and actually one of the biggest things that my wife and i talked about when we first got together she said do you want any more kids and i said no a jeep sets four and she looked at me like i was crazy because we were first starting dating and i said no I, i'm 100 percent serious it's the husband in the driver's seat, the wife in the passenger seat, and the two kids in the back, and that's all that a Jeep can handle. So four in the cab, 100%. Now, if you're out there drinking with your buddies, I mean, it might be eight, <laughs> you know, seven, <laughs> six, depending on how much the rolling is going to happen, but we don't condone that. But yeah, absolutely, a, a Jeep sits four, and that's what I believe in. As long as you only end up with more kids in the seats after all that drinking. <laughs> Thanks, Larry. Accidents in the back seat. Hey, this is Josh and Morgan. I'll go ahead and just double everything that just that Chuck just said. Once again, we we finally agree on something. Uh, the back seat, pretty much uh, just Holy for the kids. Shit. <laughs> I mean, it's it's twice in one week, Josh. This is a this is a big deal, bro. I'm going for a trifecta, Chuck. That's uh, that's all I can oh, say. A hat trick. As the same guy, a hat trick was completely different, but let's try to do three in one week, you and me, bro. <laughs> Shooting for the moon, pal. Shooting for the moon. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Somebody's trying to start some crap there in chat. Um, <laughs> hey, Tony, my son is here, and he loves that Christmas song, from the beginning of episodes, can you play a little, uh, little bit of it? Oh, God. oh absolutely God, no, not. Please. No, no. no, no. Uh, Josh and I, well, hey, it's two against one. But absolutely it's, But not. it's for the no. kids. Actually, I don't even think I have it up on the soundboard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hate everybody right now if you play that. He's, he's out of the Jeep while we're wheeling. <laughs> All right. So do you have any concerns about center of gravity or anything if, with uh, both passengers? Do you make sure if you're capable of ha taking more than one or two people at a time? Uh, is that something that you uh, you don't do because you're fearful of maybe something bad has happened before or uh, popped a bead or uh, rubbed the tires on the, on the flares or on the body? Well, I mean, there's a difference between safely and, and capable. I mean, I would definitely prefer if, if I had my druthers to have any passengers at all just to keep it to, to the front seat. 
Um, but you know, if you do have to bring, you know, passengers along, at least for my Jeep, my 99 XJ, uh, it handles completely different with two adults in the back versus two children in the back. Oh, sure. So it's, it's, and, and it, to the negative, I should say that I would, it doesn't handle better, especially off road, a lot more body sway. There's a lot more going on, um, with the, with the vehicle itself. And you risk, I think you, you take a, a, a lot higher of a risk of the, of the suspension unloading when you don't want it to with more weight in the cab than you would ordinarily otherwise have. Yeah, so, I, I mean, this is check. I mean, I think you guys know much by now. And, and I'll second that with Josh, which is, like, totally weird. But, like, I took my dad's Jeep out on the Rubicon, and he, he has an ice chest rack that's way behind this tire carrier. And it's just, it's how he built it, and that's how he wanted it, and that's totally fine. And it rolls way different than my CJ5, and that rolls way different than my CJ8. And I've, of course, wheeled many years you know, with different rigs. And I would actually say that we should go back to a segment that Wendy did, gosh, a year and a half ago, a year ago. And it says, learn the feel of your rig. And I think that was what really got me onto Wendy's segments, where you need to understand how your rig feels as you wheel. It's not a it just get in and go like you're listening to it as it's going you're going to listen to the springs rotate you're going to listen to the creaking of the body you're going to listen to the door shim you're going to listen to the motor the transmission the transfer case everything right so like if i load up my scrambler right now and i, I go wheeling i listen to it and i loaded it up uh, I, I think this i think it was two or three weeks ago when we went down the on the um the thanksgiving run and it was really different because I had a dog and all the, the, this gear in there, and it's completely different than what it was last weekend, which was a lot less. So when I'm in the pat or in the driver's seat, when I wheel, I listen to the vehicle, and then you kind of start telling people like a pilot would, "Hey, you need to move over to this seat. Hey, you need to to, to get out. You need to do this. You need to do that because your suspension is rolling with." even a 150-pound person in the back seat, right? I mean, it, it, it's a whole diamet difference, right? It, it's kind of neat as the driver to feel your rig going down the trail. And one rig to a different rig is different, and one trail to a different trail is different. It's, it's kind of neat. That That's kind of how I equate, you know, going down rig, you know, going down the trail, if that makes any sense. I think it also depends on the trail, because I would be more comfortable you know, with people in the back seat, if we we're hitting forest roads and just kind of maybe we're going out to like a, a lookout or something like that, just taking the family out for a, an easy jaunt versus, say, hitting a level four, level five trail, whatever your double backflip diamond, like Chuck likes to say. If you're going out and hitting <laughs> yeah, something that's like a, a serious trail, then, you know. And the other thing on there is uh, in mine, I've had it where I have taken the whole family out to like hit and fall. When we got up to an obstacle, oftentimes most of them get out. You know, they want to either film it going over or they're just not comfortable being in while it's <laughs> trying to go over the obstacle and much rather sit on the outside. So um, sometimes you can have more in than just have them, you know, get out whenever you get to the obstacle. That kind of brings up a good point. Um, is there anything that you do when you do have to have passengers different? Like I know when I do the rare occasion have friends right in the back of the XJ, 
I completely get rid of my roof rack, my spare tire, and all that weight just because I know it'll completely shift the entire top. I run no anti-sway whatsoever on my XJ, so so I get a lot of roll, but a lot more articulation. It's unless you have unless you have an ability to completely reset a bead and all that kind of stuff. I never advocate for not having a spare tire, though. I understand the rooftop rack, absolutely. But I have learned the the very much hard way on the pastures, even out here on the ranch. You know, don't don't run don't run without a spare tire or the I, ability. Like w- when I was younger, we actually ran uh, tubes. So we would actually change tubes in our tires. And of course, I understand that that's way like past, past technology. But always keep a spare tire on your rig 100%. <laughs> so, uh, so, real only... quick, real quick, let me jump in. And uh, uh, Chuck, you might need to move, if you're on your phone, you might need to move it just a little bit because you're, you're pretty choppy on the internet um, and it hasn't lined uh, out. So I don't know if I, you go ahead. I don't have my phone today. It's actually in one of my work trucks, which is now gone. So oh, that's what you said. No phone. I thought I thought you were just messing around because I saw you connect. I got you. No, I have no phone. I I have no idea where my cell phone is. It's fucking awesome. Did you try calling it? I don't have a phone. <laughs> Damn, Tony. <laughs> but on that, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, it, Tony. I'm sorry, Tony. Go ahead. Oh, you're good. On that point, Chuck, though, I only run or skip out on my spare tire if I'm going to one of the two big off-road parks that are 10 minutes from my house. So I can just come home and grab it. That always bothers me. That always bothers me when I see a Wrangler that has the the spare tire missing. I mean, it's not that I uh, have that many flat tires, but it just... It make, it makes me feel awkward not having a spare tire available. I guess they got a AAA or something. I agree. Yeah, it looks like a dog that's supposed to have its tail and it doesn't. Yeah, especially when they go through all and, um, the trouble of doing like the uh, license plate change. Yes, well, you know it's not going on anytime soon. Yep. This is Larry from, from St. Louis. Unless you show up an event and you're hoping that someone there's got the same size tire <laughs> that they can borrow from you. Garrett. Well, the problem with <laughs> this, this is Roger Love from you, Wisconsin, but the problem with showing with not having a spare tire is you made something that could have been a simple fix into an ordeal. Yes. Yep. So is I that mean, uh, you're the guy holding up the you're you're the guy holding up the trail ride because well you're idiot, but you you left your tire home. So I know that in the Jeeper Jeepers code you leave no Jeeper behind. But if they didn't bring a spare tire, is it okay to to let it leave them behind? Let them let them deal yes. with that themselves. Yes, one hundred. Might not leave them behind, but you don't let them. You don't let them live it down. That's for sure. Yeah, Garrett. Good job, Garrett. It all depends how far from home they are. <laughs> well, you're definitely, you're definitely the black. Sh- you're definitely the black sheep of the day. That's for sure. <laughs> the, further yeah. the, the further the better is what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Garrett doesn't even wear his hat the right direction. <laughs> well, I would imagine it makes wheeling a little easier because you have the you've lost that weight, like what Tony uh, is talking about. If he's carrying passengers, he offsets that by removing the weight of the the tire and the wheel. So uh, I, I can imagine it's nicer from that uh, aspect, but we're moving the weight like uh, Jimmy did, right? So Jimmy had That's he true. said wheeling with that forty hanging off the back gave him a lot of 
you know, weird behavior or whatever. For good good wheelies. Yeah. Yeah. So he, <laughs> he inboarded, like you got that carrier that moves the spare tire inside the Jeep. So the back doesn't look like he has one. Um, so he does. I, I can say that I, I see a five that I'm running 33s on. It's my rock crawler. I do not run a spare tire on that, but I do have tubes in the tires, right? So to change a tube was very easy on the trail if you know what you're doing. So I actually just run a spare tube, which is very old school 1960s stuff, which you, you're not going to find that on the trail very often. So I don't have to have a spare tire because if I run a flat, it's because of the tube and it's not the tire. If that makes any sense, it does. So, but yeah, if, you, if you tear the sideball out of the of the tire, does that? Uh, I mean, I understand the tube's no. still going to seal it up, but isn't that going to potentially cause you a, a problem by damaging the tube uh, if you hit something else no, in not, that damaged area? No, it's, it's an old farmer trick. It's an old farmer trick, right? So a lot of the like most of tractor tires are not they're, they're not just air, right? They're tubed. Oh, and tractor tires are a lot bigger than Jeep tires, right? Mm -hmm. So your sidewalls might be completely blown out, but your tube is what's going to actually hold the air. Right. So as long as you have the, the positive placement of the tube, you'll be fine. But you have to drill and do a lot of different stuff to your to your actual wheels to make it work. It's very old school, and it's it it's just it's a lost art. But that is that is how I run my CJ five out out on a rig. It, it, you don't have a spare tire. It's all tube stuff. It definitely makes fixing the sidewall a lot easier. You just got to keep the tube from popping out then. Right. But you can Correct. do that. I mean, what do you, you know, just find a find a chunk of something and some paracord and wrap it around the tire or, or some sheet metal screws or whatever and just drill it to the side of the tire. I mean, a lot no, of things you could do to help from blowing it's the, actually the, the tube from popping out. It's actually just the PSI, right? I mean, all you need to do is keep that tire inflated. So unless you rub it from all the way from inside of the wheel to the outside of the tread, the tube is actually going to keep that thing inflated. So if you go out to any farm, cattle ranch, anything, and you actually deflate tractor tires and you roll them, most of the sidewalls are completely destroyed. It's the tube that keeps it up because it's like a boat in the water, right? It's, it's actually what's keeping the flotation. So it's going to disperse that weight all the way around. It, it's, just an old school way of doing it it it's it, it, yeah, it's totally fine but you're not going to find that you can't you, you, there's no way to like rotate them to make them work or, or like throw weights on them to to make them like true it's just an old school way of doing an old rig well like you say tractor tractor doesn't really have to worry about uh, tires being out of uh, not out of balance because you're going slow with right. them so if you're off road, you probably don't have to worry about balance either. But driving home, it might be a different different story. And if you're just right. trying to get it off the trail or finish your day, I mean, who cares if it's unbalanced? You're not going to be going fast enough potentially on the trail anyways for it to be an issue. Correct. Mm -hmm. so like like my CJ five, the top speed is four or five, even in two wheel drive, right? So like in, in four wheel low, like the top speed might be fifteen or fourteen miles an hour in fourth gear, right? So I mean, who really gives a shit? It, it's a the quintessential trailer queen it's not going down the interstate at all ever so it doesn't really matter so you mentioned uh running tubes inside of uh, tires being old school of course it's very common with bicycles uh, although i think they're finally uh, starting to get away from that but anyway i remember uh, way back when it was like 12 changing tubes in the in the tires uh, on my bicycle years ago 
Yeah. And uh, so uh, I'm sure some of you guys here are familiar with it, perhaps everyone. Uh, But there's also a thing called uh, internal beadlocks, which is much similar, much like a internal uh, internal uh, tube. But they actually lock the beads from the inside uh, to the wheel. And uh, they are uh, they are DOT legal because, well, DOT don't even know they're there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that. even even, even standard beadlocks, do they even know they're there? Because you got so many tires on the market now that have a bolt pattern going all the way around, even though they're just there for decoration. Yep, I can yeah, usually I tell when the interior beadlocks came out. Man, that was like like the creme de la creme of beadlocks. Oh yeah, and you're out. and you're locking both it's sides of the both both sides of the bead with uh, those internal beadlocks as well, not just one side. Right, like we we could never afford it. Like I still don't have beadlocks, but I was like. God dang, man. When those kinnings came out, uh, how awesome would it be to be rich like that? That kind of crap. You mm-hmm. know? It's cool. Well, I got an email from uh, Coyote Enterprises, which uh, if you guys have uh, gone wheeling with me and, and noticed, that's uh, the tire deflators that I have. And uh, uh, we, uh, we interviewed uh, the gentleman that owns the company uh, many, many episodes back. And uh, he actually uh, personally, uh, or at least somebody there, sets them to the PSI that you want. Now, of course, you can change them to something else. Uh, but uh, just based on my uh, wheeling trip out to uh, California, I had them set to uh, had a set it to 14. And that's about where they always go. So it's really handy to air down now. Is that like the JT Brooks? Yes. Uh, I think John asked me that the last time we went out there. Uh, I, th- I think so. I've never seen JT Brooks. Uh, they, they just have a, a little a little locking collar you spin off and then you spin the center core of it and, until you get it to the pressure you want and then put it all back together and you can leave them set and then well, I, I have a set of them and I they're nice as long as you got time to stand around and wait for it right how, how else they would, do take a while how else would you do it if you didn't have time to stand and stand there uh, and wait for it well I I also have like the ARB one the one that removes the core. And when you can remove the core, I mean, obviously, a lot more air can come out a heck of a lot faster. Oh yeah, so they're 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 a lot quicker. Than, I've I've got a I've got a cheap air down kit that was about thirty bucks or something like that or less that does that where you remove the uh, remove the core. Uh, it 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 I would say that the time that it takes to do all that is uh, it kind of balances out with just screwing those things on all four tires and letting it air down and uh, walking back to the display and seeing what the computer says that the PSI is on each tire. Plus you got to like bend down and kind of jack with the tire and old and fat doesn't work very well doing that. So <laughs> it's, easier just to, it's easier just to reach down and cause I, the ones I run are the Ston deflators now. I, I had the ARB one too. I used that for a long time and I recently switched to the Ston deflators. And the only thing about them and it's, I don't know if it's like you have Tony, but, when it gets close to the PSI they're set at, it starts getting very slow for the deflates. Like yeah, it's like they're closed. The, yeah, they're starting to like close up. And I'll go around right. and I'll kind of I'll look at the display on my Gladiator to see what the PSI is, and then I'll go mess with it a little bit uh, to get the uh, if, especially if it stopped because sometimes it stops a, a PSI or two above. But you know how, how accurate are those TPM uh, modules anyway uh, inside the tire? But I try to get I them all down to fourteen. They say right in the, I think somewhere on the manual, but not using those to air up your tires because there is a lag in the, in the, uh, cali- or the, when you change it to when it reads it. Well, in my manual, it says press the, uh, tire fill notification button on the, the main display and yeah, it'll honk the you, horn you at you. Get, 
<laughs> yeah, you got oh, the JT. Hi. My my wife JL has that too, but the I, I know that the JK it takes a little while. That's right, Chuck. That's the twenty first century. I get a fucking rock off the fucking trail and I push the Schrader valve in until I'm like, eh, that's probably good. And then you're oh. like deflated. And then when you inflate, you fucking open a beer. And when beer is done, your fucking tire's done, and you go to the next one. Why are you guys making all? It's not that hard. Damn straight, Chuck. <laughs> Fuck yes, Tony. But Thank you, the it's a, real it's Tony. Not, it's not a rip. I it's just snap it's a not a rock. It's a twig. Street. Yeah, exactly. It's Fuck a twig you have to use. Jesus. Here we go. Yeah, everyone's like, I don't want to bend over. Or, or if you're real, <laughs> or if you're a real man, you use the tip of your knife because you know how to where it exactly where that tip is anytime uh, you're using yeah, it. Yeah, it's like I'm sorry. <laughs> at the end of the fucking trail when we're fucking airing up, that's when you talk to people and um, you're like you're friendly. Because everyone at the end of the trail made it. So I like, I like screwing those little air, like those like, air down tools on there and just walk around and uh, go and check the display every so often. So that's the way I like doing it. I'd rather <laughs> I like air it. Quick, get the lawn chair out and sit down and talk. <laughs> yeah, Larry, I, I'm with you, Larry. Like, let's let's chat like why is life so difficult i think you missed what i said I, i'll get the four Larry, i'm just gonna cut right. you off right now. Larry, no, 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 chuck no, doesn't want like to yeah, hear what you have to say you don't agree <laughs> he's gonna talk is up and down checking tires i'm just nobody's talking around. to you bob <laughs> Work on your Zuzu, Bob. Oh no, crap! It's not, Bob. I, I just realized I that's not a yellow hat. hat. I thought that was uh, Tony Pellegrino talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Bob. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll always be number one. No, Thank you. I was saying I was agreeing with Larry. How can you guys disagree with that? I was agreeing with Larry. Oh, we well, can do it. Larry was wrong. Larry <laughs> was wrong. And I go wander around looking at everybody else doing their squats and getting that's, their exercise. That's in. called stalking, Bob. Do you, do you stand there and go slower? Slower? <laughs> I'm sorry. If Duke had his brothers, Duke would just like walk around every jeeper like, hey, you're Aaron, you're tired. Got any hey, food? Got do food? you have anything Got a for me? I love you. I love me. Everything's fine. <laughs> Larry's the one sitting over there by his chair, like I don't want to talk to anybody. Oh, this is not hey, right. Larry is coming Dude out of his shell locked. here on the Zoom meeting. In the regular Zoom meeting, he gets a uh, uh, he gets a little. Uh, uh, I, I don't, how do how does it go? He, little blue, some of this off color stuff he comes up with. Now I'm, I'm very proud of him. I'm I'm glad we've uh, <laughs> we twisted Jeeps? him a bit. Let's get back to Jeeps. Let's get back to Jeeps. All right, so moving on to our next question, and I don't know how many how many states have a law like this, and that's one of the reasons why I'm asking it. Does your state have a mud flap law for your Jeep? And I know it depends on the tire and, and all the rest of that crap, but do you have a mud flap uh, law uh, in your state? In your state, and do, you, and do you take them off when you go off road? I don't think you so, yeah, can it, have a mud flap law unless they come stock on the vehicle, can you? No, actually, here, this this Josh here in Oregon, uh, where I live, uh, the state of Washington is just a 20-minute drive uh, north from me, and then, boom, you're, you're, you're in Vancouver, Washington. Uh, the state of Washington, when you're off-road, requires you to have mud flaps that extend out to, uh, you know, past the, or at least to the edge of the wheels. I think maybe, you know, requires maybe 50%. They'll let you get away with or something like that, but you have to have mud flaps, and they have to be on off-road. So, um, wow. yeah, it's, it's one of those, and they will cite you. Now, in Oregon, 
it's actually fender flares. You have to have fender flares that extend to at least 50% of the tire that it, you know extends out past the body. So, and I've been cited for that and it's, it's like a $500 fine or some shit. It's not fun. It's yeah. Well, that, so fix that makes sense. Or whatever. When that you makes say, sense because you're changing something that was stock on the vehicle to putting a wider tire on. So obviously there could be a requirement to put a larger flare on, but I don't see how they could force you to have mud flaps on a vehicle that didn't come stock with them. I'll tell you uh, what, if you go to Moab, they will, they will cite you for both fender flare for having exposed tires and for not having mud flaps if they're having a bad day. Yeah, that, that, I was. That's yep. what I was remembering. Was Utah uh, have has a mud flap law? I believe so. So Josh is saying Washington. I believe uh, Moab. I'm sorry, not Moab, but Utah uh, is correct. Uh, does anybody else, any other state, have uh, mud flap laws or or fenders uh, or mandatory fender sizes? Missouri doesn't, but I know that like a lot of the new jeeps. I know um, Bill can probably test to this. I know like his. A lot of the new ones have that little tab that runs on the outside of the fender well there just to push it out a little bit to the edge of the tire. Oh, interesting. So it uh, they they just have a little thing there to to make it street legal or, or off-road legal even. I'm surprised off-road is a requirement. You have mud flap off-road uh, requirements. Hmm. Yeah, Steve from Illinois, it's not required here unless you're in a specific category of vehicles jeeps are not part of that category it's called second division what they classify it as i remember so. when i put the uh 32 12 no 11 and a half uh, by 15s on the xj that uh running around with and it still had the stock flares uh, running around when it was raining was uh interesting i've never had a rooster tail on the front of a, a vehicle <laughs> yeah <laughs> Perfect. And, and at now times, and at times, you couldn't really see. You know, if you're making a turn into the into the waterfall. <laughs> no, I believe that is law. You have to have fenders extending to the width of the of the uh, wheels in Illinois, but not on the in the rear of them. Yeah, Josh, you said fifty percent of the tire for the fl- uh, the fender. Uh, is that does that mean half of the tire that's ex- exposed, or fifty percent over the edge of the 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 far edge of the tire? No, at least 50% of the exposed tire has to be covered by the fender flare. Oh, that's easy. That's not bad at all. Well, until you're you're running, you know, either wheel spacers or you're running an offset or a backspacing that's not, you know, it's other than stock and your tire has been pushed out, the stock fenders and, and for a lot of us, especially with the XJs, we've done fender modifications. And so the fender has been trimmed back to clear the tire more and now more of that tire is exposed and now you have to add flares off aftermarket etc etc to now compensate for what was there ordinarily that fit a stock setup you just have to extend it as you scale up with backspacing and wheel and tire size and all that stuff the same you got to do with with the flares well this is really simple i don't know how much it costs now but walmart has a set of flares that are really pretty cheap you just take a kiddie pool and some sheet metal screws and carve that bad boy up and you know if you got some some paint to squirt on it first you can make them look custom what's interesting yeah. is that i saw my first rubicon recon uh, about a couple weeks ago, someone I know bought one, and it comes with actual extensions on the fender flares because uh, those come with the 35, 12 and a halfs from the factory. Oh, that's nice. So, yeah, so they, there is a version got, out there. 
as, that, must as the JL, that must be the JL Rubicon yeah. Recon. Yeah, it is the JL Rubicon Recon. It comes with actual okay. uh, the little piece that goes on the outside of the fender where to cover the wheel. It's, I have it's a JL or a JK Recon and Rubicon Recon, and it didn't come with none of that. Yeah, no, this was jail. Well, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because Jeep is really, and I think this is recent, relatively recent, that they're really uh, doing a lot of things uh, for Jeepers and uh, not just at Christmas. Christmas is my favorite I fucking hate you, Tony. I hate you right now. I, I found you. it. When John was talking really long, I gave me time to find it. Christmas is my favorite time Oh, Tony loves that song. Give me something no one sells and fill that cup on up with Christmas So I feel like I'm talking to the, uh, in the third person when, I, when I'm talking about Tony. <laughs> no one's allowed to speak when you have that thing going and it's pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, no. shouldn't, I shouldn't tell you this, but we're having your phone ringer set up with uh, Christmas cheer. So that's why you lost your phone. We needed to. Well, uh, I don't have a phone. so That's what I'm saying. We took your phone so we could put that on your phone it's, as a ringer. It's a free for all. I was actually speaking with a uh, with a JTS listener, and like we're we're gonna buy a Jeep up there up north, and yeah, I don't have that. any idea if he's here tonight. But he's like, "Are you gonna be on tonight?" I was like, "I don't think so," because I was actually dealing with some stuff at work, and there I am now. So, the, all right, the Roger and I are building buying a Jeep together. <laughs> Little do you know that. You're paying for all of it, but uh, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'll buy a Jeep. You send me the money, and we'll keep it at my house. No, it's it's actually it's kind of a bitch and buy. Like I talked to my buddy and my my buddy Nick, and he's like going to go up there this weekend, and he's going to look at it, and he's going to actually just pay for it, and then he'll pay. I'll pay him back when he gets bit down here. But it's kind of a neat little short fender five, man. It's 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 pretty bitching. So that's what you I was going to ask. The one on Discord. Yeah, that little short fender five, like it's it's uh, it looks like a, a it it really looks like a, a single shot paint job, which is not the best. But um, Nick's did gonna you go look a there. little closer? No, I did not. Okay, well, look a little closer at the pictures, which is one that I was going to mention to you earlier today. Um, you can see it looks like the tail lights have been repositioned because there's rust where the tail lights used to be, and sure. there's uh, hole, holes up in the fenders. There's a on the passenger side there was a. A chunk of steel, like oh, I don't know, like right in just just before the corner, uh, where somebody That's probably perfect. put a patch on it. Yeah, I mean, perfect. it's not as good as as good as it looks. I even That's asked the I guy want. when I talked to him. I said, I said, was that painted to to resale or was that painted uh, because you wanted to keep it? And he's like, well, it was painted when we got it. And uh, so I there's uh, there's some hidden gems on that one, I think. But right, have but remember look at it. what I told you about the top. Remember what oh, I told you I about do, the top, I do. which we won't I do. say that we won't say that out loud right now. But I mean, if the top is worth half the cost, like it doesn't matter at that point because the engine, transmission, and running gear is worth the other half, right? And that's the gems that you find, and you yeah, and you, did, you jump on them. If Bill did say the top wasn't good shape. What's that, Larry? If Bill moves his camera a little bit, you can see the little tabs on the end on the outside of his fenders there. Yeah, see him already. Yep, that, yep. 
Yeah. Make some legal for uh, for Utah, I guess. You're you're making Bill walk all the way back so he can. I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. We get to see a 392. That ain't all bad. <laughs> That's gay as shit, Bill. <laughs> what the fuck is but, that, Bill? But he means that in a good way, Bill. It actually, it actually get, works get pretty well that, because because when no, we were in get hot rid springs, of that plastic ass shit. Get up. rid of your goddamn mufflers and fucking <laughs> run a V eight like a man should. <laughs> we were in hot springs. He didn't have a, a whole lot of mud all down the side of his like I did. Mm-hmm. So mine, I guess, is be illegal in Utah. Is what you're saying? Because I checked and I only got four inch flares and twelve uh, twelve and a half black tires. So. Well, Josh says 50%. I mean, I don't know about uh, Utah, but uh, the 50% of the tire, I mean, if you're, you got a 12, uh, what is it? Uh, yeah, 12 and a half inch uh, wide tire, you only have to cover up uh, six six point two five inches. Well, that, that's on the was, outside of the Yeah, outside I think he was body. talking about how much was sticking out of the body, so... If you only you may only have two or three inches that are right. sticking out from the body, yeah. which means you only got to cover inch and a half to an inch. Right. That, so that's I, the way I, I was know. Out, I know out here in Kansas, a lot of people just run, run uh, just regular old, you know uh, rubber matting, and we just screw it to the inside of the fenders. But I don't think we have a law here. But a lot of guys don't want mud everywhere, which we get a lot of mud. Mm-hmm everywhere because we're running pastures and old gravel roads but you can just screw all anything up and into the fenders just to hold it but i don't think that that's what jeep guys want check that uh, check that kitty kitty pull out uh chuck that'd make a good uh tiktok video that's what ford did with the raptor right the ford uh bronco raptor i don't know if you saw the videos of that but yeah it's the ugliest thing in the world Kitty pull fenders on the side of it because it's such a wide track width with that IFS up front. Uh, it's per- it pretty much did. It does. I saw one on the road. It does. It looks really bad. Not just to knock on Ford, but it looks really, really piss poor at best. <laughs> funny, funny story. I got. I had a buddy years ago that had a mud, mudding rig that sat up on top of forty-four inch Super Swampers. And he thought it'd be a great idea just to drive it home from the mud, from where he was mudding. <laughs> went went over the uh, by over the overpass over the interstate, and lo and behold, a state trooper was on his way underneath the overpass as he was going over the overpass. And <laughs> let's just say the state trooper wasn't very happy with the mud on his vehicle. <laughs> Well, well you know, I mean, I, which, when you get I, out I, on the main road or on the the feeder road or whatever, you just gun it, and the mud goes everywhere, and it kind of cleans itself off, and then you're okay. I mean, you, you might be dropping off as dirt clod six months later, but uh, oh well. <laughs> yeah, scrub the tires. I mean, I, 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 was sitting, I was sitting back at, at Dad's place. You know what? What was it? Right before Thanksgiving, and I think the JCA community understands what's going on with my dad and. And all that kind of stuff and just looking at videos and i have a set he has wheels not not the tires but the rims that are 15 inches deep and he was running paddle tires on his cj5 and then they had terra tracks on that and they would run that shit up and down the road not the paddle tires but the terra tracks a 15 inch deep well rim and you're like, Jesus Christ, Dad. And it was in California, and he would run them up and down the road like, no problem. Like, hey, who gives a shit? Back in the 70s, of course. But I think those 15 wides are making a comeback. You see them all over the, the bro dozers now with like 
If you fucking say that, John. 24 inch, 24 inch tall wheels, 15 inches wide. I'm going to hunt you down and kill you. Yeah, freaking rubber bands. Yeah, half inch of rubber on the outside. Look dumber and dumber than shit. Fucking dry. You just put freaking uh, spinners on it while you're at it too. Oh, and uh, LED uh, little caps for the, uh, the 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 stems, the valve stems. Well, that's, oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's Gone. that's a big chunk of all the ve- all the big trucks at SEMA, right? The big yeah. bros yeah. put the uh, Bluetooth drive shaft. <laughs> yeah, so I'll run around with a 15 wide on the back of the window for some reason. It was oh, way know, different back in the 70s, you sons of bitches. <laughs> Thanks, John. Hey, anytime I can ruin a memory. <laughs> That's my dying father, fuck off. <laughs> Thanks, you son of a bitch. Anytime, man. Oh, hey, fucking everybody for Air Force. Fuck them. So <laughs> you need them. So <laughs> you need an airstrike, yeah. And that's how we know we're friends. <laughs> All right, so let me ask you this. This is kind of uh, almost going back to the very first one about how many uh, people can you carry in your Jeep and off-road safely. Uh, how high a lift can you have before it makes the Jeep unstable off-road or even on-road for the, as far as that goes? Boy. I'd say around three and a half-ish. It's going to completely yeah. depend on your on your setup 100%. Like, I mean, right. if you got a wheelbase, I think wheelbase plays a lot into that because – Yes. If you've got a short wheelbase rig, like a two-door TJ or something, you, you don't want that thing sitting quite as high. Um, the tires are rubbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I don't know. For me, I think the three and a half is happy for the JKU where I'm at. I think it's it's about right from being able to go to the bigger tires and get the clearance I need without being, being too tall. But, you know, I will say even mine at three and a half, there's been times where I kind of wish it wasn't as, as high as it was because it does uh, it does kind of lean over quite a bit, especially on off-camber stuff. But um, I thought that's what the new shocks were for. Well, I haven't been out wheeling with it with those yet. So, you know, report later. But, um, you know, for the the most part, I, I, the wheelbase, I think, is the, the key to that. It's going to be some sort of ratio of, of lift to wheelbase. And I guess track width. So it doesn't really depend on how well you set, like John said, how well you set up everything. Because if you lift it up and you have a bunch of sloppy suspension and everything else, well, that's going to make your lift seem even that much more that much worse. So I mean, it's it's more than just how high; it's what you've done to the rest of that that suspension as a system, and, and right. make it work. Yeah, but how well yeah. you corrected the corrected the geometry geometry of everything else right. after you lifted it. Right. Well, I also think that, like, off of what Larry is saying, is like store bought suspension is not as good as custom made suspension, right? So, like, I just got off the phone uh, actually yesterday, and I'm getting custom made springs made. You can't go on Google.com and get custom-made springs made, right? You're just getting, you're just going to get some arbitrary what the fuck ever they say. And, you know, I, I actually had to do a lot of, lot of dealing w- to get these springs made. I had to do an axle weight, whole axle weight, and then the rear axle weight, and then actually tell them what I want and all this stuff. And it actually took about six weeks of research and actually doing some math to get the springs made right 
So I'm doing a four inch lift on my 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 scrambler, and everyone's going, "Oh my god!" You know that four inch that that's a lot, but not really because it is custom made. They know the exact weight of the front end. They know the exact weight of the rear end. They know exactly what I want it to do, how I'm going to do it, and what shocks I'm going to make. So if you go online and you know Google.com or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And you just buy some arbitrary springs online. Yeah, I mean, that they're just going to throw you something out there. They have no idea if you have a welder, if you have a dog in the back, you have an ice chest full of full of drinks, you have a passenger, you have this, that, that. So I, I think it, it it's goes so much deeper than what most people think when it comes to a lift kit. Right. I mean, it, it, there is so much deeper stuff and even on the shocks, right. I'm going to have custom made shocks made. So once everything's done, then we're going to go and do some flex and they're actually going to do some shocks. So it, it really goes so farther deep than what people understand. Are you getting a, you getting a high wraparound bumper, uh, for the rear end of that 80, an 81 <laughs> scrambler? So it'll last long enough. <laughs> when that rock is four feet in the air, Tony, when the rock is four feet in the air, that bumper doesn't help. Well, you and just I, need to go with shields then. <laughs> so I, I will I say, am, I, will I say am rolling third. I am rolling three eights or actually three sixteenths steel to actually wrap the Good. entire back end of it. Thank you, Tony, Good. for reminding me that I wrecked my scrambler. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> we, it. We just need to get you a bumper off of a JL with the end with the collision. There's no bumper so that that'll work. work. We'll just put the collision. Be we'll just put the sensors. Back I there, don't buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He needs sensors. Yeah, he needs backup have sensors. You got, have you guys not? I figured it out. I do not buy store bought shit. There's nothing store bought that ends up working in the long run. I don't give a shit what you guys say. So you can you can add you can add a rear view camera aftermarket, Chuck, and that would help you see those rocks that you're backing into. I just need the tombstone from Death Race. Yes, exactly. You would think that if those rocks have probably been there for quite a while, because I would—that's what I'm I'd thinking. Like to, I'd like to say you should have known they were there, but you know. Well, how do you I how do you get a buzz from from watered down beer, Coors Light? Oh, right? Jesus, pits! <laughs> I have not been on that part of my trail in a year and a half. So <laughs> f off! I have not seen those fucking cows for a year and a half. So that rock, I did not know move. Oh, I didn't know it was a date. Wow. God damn it. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to say you got to replace the bed. That's right. Doc, are you doing all those upgrades and the suspension and whatnot to run 37s or what's That's what thing? I was wondering. Yeah, I'm going to run 40s. I'm, yeah. I'm going to run 40s. That yeah. rock really has him scared. He wants to get way out, well 40s. above it. <laughs> but I need to go back about 100 episodes to hear Chuck I know. About 37 inch tires. 31s is all you need. I'm not going to run 37. Oh, we'll have to, s we'll have to save that one for the archives, the Bill. We'll say, we'll get, have Chuck saying, I'll never run 37s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Run whatever it takes to get over that rock without actually hitting <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be able to back I, over that rock. <laughs> I ran over that rock. It'd be rock cheaper to time. move the damn rock, wouldn't it? 
<laughs> I moved that little rock on the trail. Like, that little rock on the trail was not the not the one that got me on both sides. That other one was way up the trail, up the creek, and that son of a bitch got me twice. Like I get it, but that rock is huge. Like, but it's yeah, but like don't, four feet up in the air, man. You know, like, don't you, you have do? construction equipment and stuff like that? I yeah. mean, it shouldn't be that difficult for you to go and just push I, it out of the way, would it? <laughs> oh yeah, good it's point. In the middle of the pasture, man. Like I can't track a fucking <laughs> uh, excavator all the way down there. Like God <laughs> damn it! Well, I'll just think of the time spent. It's in the middle of the pasture, and I hit it. <laughs> 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 Did it start out with hey, hold my beer, watch this? <laughs> I thought it was a cow turd. <laughs> so let me ask you this. I think I think what I'm hearing here is is that any any size lift is going to be okay if you've designed your Jeep properly. Is that an oversimplification? That's it. That's I think it. it also depends a little bit on the lift too. I mean you can get a bun- budget lift with this that's just springs or i mean it all depends on the lift and how much how well it's been designed for your vehicle yeah well i mean certainly that would be part of the design i mean the overall design that if you design it properly you should be able to have uh, any size lift you want and i guess that's but aren't true there some lifts out there that don't even offer uh, adjustable control arms Oh, sure, but that would be part of the design part of it, whether you're doing it yourself or, or researching to get the, the, the right lift uh, and uh, that takes those those things into uh, consideration. Well, speaking of taking things into consideration, I mean, one thing that the listener should be taking into consideration is that when they're searching for a lift kit out there, you know, the design of what they're seeing on, on the screen is something that is by the companies and the manufacturers research and development have created to fit all applications. You know, so that's going to fit every JK between this year and this year. This is going to fit every XJ between this year and this year, you know, so on and so forth. Is that going to be the best suspension system right. for that vehicle? No, but that's going to fit a varying degree of all the XJs or all the JKs or the, all the TJs or whatever the, you know, fill in the blank Jeep that is out there. And so it's not going to be perfect, but it's going to sort of check all the boxes for mm-hmm. the most part. Yeah. So if to, you know, to Chuck's, you know, to once again, agree with Chuck, if you then go into the Holy design crap. and engineering aspect for the vehicle Holy that you crap. have and for the vehicle that you want to build, you know, when the, you know, it's done type of thing, I'm going to put sixties under it, you know, for a full triangulated suspension, you know, again, I'm going to coil over, you know, all that sort of stuff, then build it for that and for the tire size and everything else. And at that point, you're, you're, you know, there's nothing else to do, and you're, you're, you're done. You've built the suspension for that vehicle. You're as high as you want to be for the tire size and the kind of wheeling and everything else that you do. Holy shit, Josh! Is that four or five? Are you and I okay, Josh? Like, there's something spiritually <laughs> going on right now. Like, this is four in a single episode. <laughs> so let me jump I think in here Mars with. Came into metro- Mars came into retrograde or something. There's some planets that have lined or something. This is going to be a fluke thing, I guarantee you. Oh, Next yeah. week, we're going to be at each right. other. That's it's, what I was it's thinking. never going to happen again. But, I, hey, se- second to what Josh is saying, hey, like, if you really want, like, no bullshit suspension, like, look up custom stuff, like Alcan, or there's another company out of um, Southern California. It's I, I think it's called Deaver Springs. Like, these are... You'll actually find out that they're less expensive than the online suspension kits. Because when you buy a suspension kit, 
they're just selling it to the the grandiose guy, right? And you're going to get a bunch of shit that you don't need, but they're selling it to you because that's what you you're supposed to have. But these custom companies, like they understand, like there's a lot of bullshit, arbitrary bullshit that you don't need, and you get a fully custom made spring, whether it's a coilover spring or a leaf spring or whatever the fuck that you want. But it's less money than the you know, Amazon.com company that you're going to buy it from. And you, you do do some research and it will take you a long time to find them, but do your research and it's way better. A hundred percent better. Cheers, cheers to Deaver Springs. They, they are the end all be all right. of a spring manufacturer. I mean, you want like, you know, bomb proof military grade springs, have Deaver make your springs for you. That'll be the last suspension you'll ever put on your Jeep ever period done. Right. It, and I actually called, I, I called Deaver Spring and they did not have the application that I wanted. So I went to Alcan and Alcan actually has what I wanted. But Deaver Spring and Alcan, creme de la creme of all springs. And I will, I'm I will surprised that Deaver, I'm surprised that Deaver didn't make it for you because they used to do custom applications. They, they do. They, they have it. They have it, but I just, I didn't get the vibe from the guy. You know, I'm a uh, California dude, right? And, yeah. okay. and Deaver, Beaver is yeah. Southern California dude. I'm a Northern California dude. Like there was, there was just, there wasn't that jive, right? So when I, when I linked up with Alcan out of, out of Colorado, I'm a Midwest guy now. So like it kind of worked out, but it was like the same, the same jive between all of them, but it was just, I got a better vibe from the Alcan guy. You, you know what I mean, Josh? So it well, was like, yeah, at ah, the end of the day, go, go who gives you with the warm and fuzzies, you know? I mean, and, and, right. and, and to be honest, you know, uh, customer service from what I understand from both companies is, is top notch. So, you know, I mean, and that's just it, you know, if you're at this level, you're going to be making some phone calls. You're going to be talking with some people. There's going to be a lot of research and a lot of time spent. And so you're going to get that feel, whether or not you're dealing with the right company or the right person, the right engineer, the right designer, whatever. Right. I mean, you're, you're not going to just, you know, like get online and just buy. Well, as you can hear, the con conversation continues even when the, uh, the, the show is over. And uh, my gosh, sometimes the, the conversation will go on uh, till midnight. That's four hours. <laughs> it's just that much fun. And uh, we'd love to have you be a part of it. Uh, so uh, all you have to do to, uh, to enjoy the show is listening to all of our episodes, four episodes a week. And on our Friday episode, that's our interview episode, this week it's going to be uh, episode 729, Ed Klein from Wrangler.com, uh, and that's uh, a Wrangler with an R. <laughs> no, I'm not pulling a Josh on you. It's uh, R-A-I-N-G-L-E-R, and uh, .com, and they, ha they have uh, several things there, but one of the things that was most impressive to me were the... Uh, the nets, the cargo nets that they have, and they have things to keep your dog in the back or wherever you want to put them. Uh, they've got full nets for your for your Jeep, you know, with uh, the top off. And I think I remember in the interview that uh, we uh, we discussed that uh, you can leave that on and uh, put the top on, take it off, and you've got that uh, that netting protecting things from flying out. Coming up this Friday, episode seven twenty nine. So we mentioned being on the Zoom meeting every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. is when we record it. We uh, release that publicly uh, to the rest of the world on Wednesday. And uh, if you would like to be uh, in the Zoom meeting, you're very much welcome to be there. 
And all you have to do is sign up for our newsletter to get a reminder every week and uh, get a list of the questions that are going to be asked or who the guest is going to be uh, on the, the roundtable. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and you will see how to join our Discord server, how to sign up for the newsletter, how to send us an email, how to give us a call, uh, just a bunch of stuff. So remember, we do this every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central Time to join our Zoom room. Just go to uh, jeeptalkshow.com and uh, uh, slash contact and sign up for our newsletter. You guys have a great week and we'll see you again next Tuesday, 8 p.m. You can be here during the recording. Broadcasting since 2010.